Well, welcome everyone to uh, the Washington Financial Group podcast series. This is our special series, What I Wish I Knew About Financial Planning But No One Ever Taught Me. My name is Colin Clark. I'm a Senior Vice President of Retirement here at Washington Financial Group Hub International. And I am so excited and, and pleased to be joined by one of our presidents, Mr. Jeffrey the Hambone Hamlet. Um, so Jeff, thanks so much for being here. I'm so excited to have you. Uh, you're the big boss man. You've been doing this for a long time. H how many years have you been doing this again? Uh, we're coming up on 40 years and enjoying every minute as a financial advisor. <laughs> That's great. And, and also, you shared something very special with the entire team uh, a few weeks or a couple months ago, actually. It's been since uh, this whole COVID thing. Um, you have a, a tattoo. Is that correct? That is correct. Let me let me just clue you in on the backstory with that. So make sure because I'm not normally a tat kind of guy. Uh, I was with I was with my son at a Caps game, the opening game, and he looked at me and said, "Dad, it's going to be the same old, same old. We'll make the playoffs. Nothing ever happens. But what happens if they win this year the Stanley Cup? What do we want to do?" And I said, "Well, you know, what are you thinking?" He says, "I think we should get a tattoo right on our right up on our chest." of the cap symbol and, and I said, sure, it sounds good. And lo and behold, unbelievable, they won the Stanley Cup. And Austin, he did it, he got, he got the tat. But I reneged and all his buddies are like, the next year we didn't win and they were all blaming it on me. And at the beginning of the opening day of the, in that season, we're sitting uh, at, there at, at the stadium and he says, recording me, what are we gonna do if in fact we win the World Series, and of course they never win the Mega Cup coming in size, of course I'll get a tat, and, I, and, I, and I, I promise I'll do it this time. Well, of course they want it, and so now all those people at my hot yoga class can see it right, right there. I've got a tat right on my back. Very cool. <laughs> so, yeah. So you're a huge Cavs fan, a huge Nats fan, and you have the tattoo to prove it. So that's awesome. So. There you go. <laughs> So getting down to business, right? So you and I talk to uh, to employees and, and folks every single day about their financial issues, you know, their financial planning. And I know I've been talking to a lot of people recently uh, about this low interest rate environment the Fed has created because of COVID uh, to try to accommodate people. But yeah, you, you're bringing a, a special perspective to this because you're dealing with people every single day. What What are some of the positive features behind living in this low interest rate environment? Like how, how can people take advantage of this? Yeah, I mean, that, that's a great point. So bottom line is over the last 39 years that I've been in the business, I've never ever seen an environment so ripe for the average consumer to take advantage of. And the number one issue people have is cash flow. When I deal with their, it keeps them up at night, they're always concerned about their cash flow. And when I first got married in 1985, uh, got in the business in 82, interest rates were uh, somewhere north of about 16% on prime. And I was able to buy a house at 12.75%. Well, again, that's all a function of, uh, of the interest rate and what my cash flow is. Well, imagine today where I wanna buy that same piece of property, but I can get 2.75% 30 year fixed. I could buy so much more house. And so th that's what I've been working with with a lot of my clients these days is focusing on this low environment as to what several different things they should consider doing. One is if you own a house, it makes sense to consider refinancing. If it's about a 1% difference. So if I've got 3.75% or higher, it's almost a no brainer. 
And in many situations, they may be eight, nine years into it. I can refinance them to a 15 year rate, get them the same cash flow and knock off about six years on their loans. Another real okay. cool, yeah, another cool thing, by the way, uh, Colin, is I know that a lot of people are looking to stay in their current house. Uh, they want to fix the house up, but they don't have any cash. People have a tough time saving money. So another consideration is to taking out a home equity loan. It's really cheap these days at 3.25%, really cheap. Or the other component is refinancing your mortgage, adding in the amount that you want to repair the place for because value of the properties have gone up pretty well and you're still going to be paying the same monthly amount but yet you've put 50 to 75,000 into your house pretty cool yeah no that's great um it, so is there anything bad about having low interest rates i think you kind of alluded to it already yeah well there there are a few things that are bad to it and, and by the way uh, on the positive side i, I should really state it's not just on housing because people who are renting right now and they could literally buy a $500,000 house with 5% down for the same amount on a $2,000 rent. So yeah. even, even the first time buyers are really looking at this and it's, it's really exciting. And by the way, that's why housing prices have gone so up and that's why you can't find a house because everybody's bidding on these houses because they, they can borrow so much more. Uh, mm -hmm. What about student loans, right? A lot of these uh, clients that I have, they're fairly young millennials and they've got 50 to 70, dollars of student loans, multiple different rates. You could refinance that as well. You're going to buy a car. You can get that pretty cheap too these days. So those are the positive sides, but here's the negative side. Uh, most of my clients now are 55 to 75. Uh, what are they are? They're heading into retirement or they're in retirement. Back in my days, when, when I was first coming in, interest rates were like 10% on your cash. It was ridiculous. I get tax-free bonds at 10%. Well, guess what? Today, you can get it for 1%. That's on the yeah. tax-free bond side. You get a half a percent, a quarter of a percent on your money if you're lucky. And the average retiree who doesn't want to take any risk, right, is not getting any of that. In fact, Colin, what they are doing with you add inflation onto that return, they're going broke safely. Crazy. Interesting. Yeah, crazy, crazy. So what, what, what do they got to do? They have to take more risk, which is mm -hmm. unfortunate for them. But the reality in this world is you've got to take a little bit more risk or cut their expenses. I mean, they're already to the bone right now because with COVID, you know, no one's going anywhere, Cassidy. So if, if they can't make it right now in the COVID environment with the current earnings that they're getting on it, they literally have to take some money out of the cash position and put it into other vehicles. Now, bonds are the most obvious one, but I just mentioned you that you can do city. You're basically borrowing money or loaning money to a city, to a government, to a corporation, right? When you when you're taking bonds, but like so municipal bonds, corporate yeah, bonds, and government bonds. But but Colin, yeah. a ten-year rate on a government bond these days is less than one percent. Yeah, it's unbelievable. A five-year CD, you know, you you might get one to one and a half percent if you're lucky. So you can't put it in. You have to move it into the bond sector. And, and that's going to get you a little bit higher, but other considerations might be what we call alternative investments like real estate. You actually could buy these things called real estate investment trusts. They're called REITs. Uh, you, you could buy some that are fairly liquid, put a stock out there like uh, realty income. You know, it's generating about five, 6% income and it's fairly stable. 
they're not buying the commercial real estate. So you only want to kind of stay out of that one because think about it, you have people who own these uh, office buildings, uh, probably we don't need as much space anymore. We've realized that we can work mm -hmm. from home. So those are going to get kind of get hurt a little bit, but, but people are still going to be paying rents. But these industrial parks, uh, residentials, uh, those, those are the great REITs to go into, and you're going to get yourself about 5 6% on that. And bonds, uh, I mean, go to stocks. Unfortunately, you know, now you're really increasing the risk, but these dividend-paying stocks, these Johnson & Johnsons and, and the ones that, that have, uh, they call them value-based stocks, where you haven't seen a lot of growth. In fact, you've seen some losses in them over the last right. few years, but they generate two, 3% in dividends, 4%. And, and there you're getting that income from, and that's really about the best that retirees can do in this environment. Oh, Jeff, that's, that's really good stuff. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and uh, end this podcast. Uh, what I wish I knew about financial planning, but no one ever taught me. And uh, Jeff Hamlin is our guest today, president of Washington Financial Group, Hub International. And Jeff, thank you so much. This is such great insight about the low interest rate environments and how people can uh, work on their asset allocation to generate income. Thanks, Jeff. Sure, bye. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy our show, we'd love for you to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you access your podcasts. There is no assurance that the techniques and strategies discussed are suitable for all investors or will yield positive outcomes. Investing involves risks, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. Investing in stocks includes numerous specific risks, including the fluctuation of dividends, loss of principal, and potential liquidity of the investment in a falling market. Bonds are subject to market and interest rate risk if sold prior to maturity. Bond values will decline as interest rates rise and bonds are subject to availability and change in price. Alternative investments may not be suitable for all investors and involve special risks such as leveraging the investment, potential adverse market forces, regulatory changes, and potential liquidity. The strategies employed in the management of alternative investments may accelerate the velocity of potential losses. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA and SIPC. Investment advice offered through Global Retirement Partners LLC, a registered investment advisor. Global Retirement Partners, Washington Financial Group, a division of Hub International Mid-Atlantic and Hub International are not affiliated with LPL Financial. Let's hear a little bit of the audio that didn't make the final cut. Uh, you know, uh, uh, and, and that number one area I'm referring to is uh, the um, purchase of, of a house. Uh, right hey, Jeff, now, yeah. Jeff, yeah. I totally effed up. 
I, I didn't hit record. Oh, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Let's go with it, man. Oh my gosh. We have to start over. I'm That's so sorry.